Friday Night Smackdown podcast in the shadows. Split doing the damn thing. WWE. That was good, y'all. Fayetteville, North Carolina, Cold World. So we was that last night for Friday Night Smackdown on Fox. We uh, started off with The Miz. Now, everybody's excited. Everybody wants to know what Daniel Bryan's done with his hair, or should we say, what The Fiend has done to Daniel Bryan's hair. They made it officially clear and confirmed that Daniel Bryan's uh, hair was torn from his scalp last week on Friday Night SmackDown. And The Miz is out there this week to try to figure out what's, uh, what happened and blah, blah, he cares and all of that. So, first of all, I'm going to call out uh, Lane, just in case, and if you know, you know, but uh, yeah, Miz is out there, and he pretty much cares about Daniel Bryan, you know, they've had a long-rooted rivalry, storied, you know, basically from day one, and, uh, you know, Miz is trying to look out for Daniel Bryan and all the rest of this, I mean, this is all inside the storyline, so... You know, Bray, Bray comes up on, well, from the Firefly Funhouse and, you know, basically tells him on his business. You don't want, you don't want in on this. And, uh, yeah, apparently everyone's trying to go the family route. It's been a theme of the episode, but, uh, let's just get the promos out the way. They were all well done, well delivered, you know content is uh, what it's supposed to be. Oh, man. Give me a second, please. So, uh, you know, Bray Wyatt goes into the uh, word of the day or whatever in his family, and he pretty much goes after Miz's family. You know, shows a picture of Miz and Miz Maurice and his two daughters, and it's like, man... Uh, you know. All right, so obviously we heard the reaction. You hear my reaction? I don't know, man. You know, like, I'm not. You know, it's it's uh you know a really heel tactic. I wouldn't call it a, a desperation play, but um, well, only because of like you know character development. Like you want to kind of get the goods and the bad feelings you know, directly out the way. So, you know, the Miz and Bray, or excuse me, well, yeah, let's say it later. The Miz and Bray have a matchup at TLC, which is basically uh, a week from now. So, we've got to gotta build somehow and got to make an emotional investment as quickly as possible. So, Though it may not be a very popular uh, idea or decision, it is one that we understand is somewhat necessary for, uh, you know, the good of the show. Oh, we could have had Daniel Bryan in, in this, but everyone is so, so much of a know-it-all when it comes to how the schedule works at WWE. Oh, the December months aren't very popular. It's... They're just trying to skate through and get to a real rumble. Well, all right, then. Here we go. Don't complain about what we're getting. I mean, well, I'm not saying don't complain. Do what you want. 
But at the same time, let's can we understand why WWE is making the move the way they're making it? Can we appreciate the fact that Miz is actually going to be in there in a somewhat high-profile feud? Now, if he's going and taking on Bray, takes away the whole red light complaint. We get to see Bray again in the ring wrestling. Is he going to let his hair down? Is he going to do the fiend thing? Is he going to have a different moveset? These are a lot of questions that come up, but it is intriguing enough, and it's not like there aren't really any stakes. It's a talking family. They had to go that direction to really get, you know, some sort of interest, so that's fine. I'm not really, you know, keen on it, but that's I don't book the product, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and I mean, I just help with trying to come with ideas, but whatever, we'll see how this all plays out, if any of this is actually going to take place like that, and we could just see The Fiend uh, take on, you know, Miz, you know, and, you know, that. anyway, part of Dylan Smitty's nasty. But, uh, yeah, that was that was a cool segment to open up the show, Ooh, I guess. With that, uh, Alexa Bliss took on Mandy Rose. Now, uh, this this was great for everyone involved because, you know, both hotties, uh, LOL, and Mr. McMahon, but they're both blondes. And, I mean, they're both uh, up and coming in the women's division. Like, if there's a tier system, which I would not even try to get into, they're both pretty high on it so or they're both like working their way up like they make up a good core of the women's division right now like you, when you name them you name like you're naming off names you know you're rattling off names these are the first couple of names you're gonna look maybe third fourth maybe fifth you know a couple of names you're thinking about who knows but either way you know we all know it's good and for the most part it was it was good they were both working out mandy putting the knees to work and uh a pulse and um, it was uh, it was it was good stuff. Uh, Alexa went in there, she did a thing, had a little bit of a distraction from the outside from uh, Sonya Deville. Nikki Cruz got involved. Everyone there, it was good to see him on TV. And you know they did their thing. We're gonna see if I mean the women's tag team division is a thing, and they're really trying to push it. So we're we're seeing the you know we're seeing everything being built now. So. Not bad stuff at all. Alexa picks up the victory, and uh, yeah, that was that was uh, good for what it was worth. Good to see Twisted Bliss again, and people were you know excited for it. It was nice. Oh, now next segment we got Elias backstage bothering Drake Maverick about his decisions as a quote married man. Now I'm not gonna front. Can what's her name? Renee Michelle. She's hot. We all know. Everybody talked about when he's running around doing his thing with the uh, 24-7 championship, but, man, if Drake Maverick is just gonna be getting thugged around, why well, see the GM in 205, bro? Like, we all know Spud can move around, so we can't just be having Drake out here looking like a little nothing. Backstage, trying, trying to shoot a shot with Dana Brooke. Shouts to Dana Brooke, by the way. I mean, I'm pretty sure somebody already did, offered some congratulatories. But, I mean, everybody's shooting their shot. It's that type of season. They say it's 2019. You do what you want. You know what I mean? Just don't get caught up. But uh, last week, you know, Drake Maverick had a miss. So this week, he's trying to question her about old date and Dave Batista going on a date with him or however that's going to be. And, um, you know, it's, 
it's comical for the very most because uh, now Elias comes up and he's singing this song and yeah they're married and such like that man man it's so so cringy sometimes man and I don't mean that in a good or bad way as one that pays attention to the WWE product. I just, like, man, like, at least let Drake put up a fight. Oh, no, it wouldn't look believable. Well, throw him in there with some cats where he can seem believable again. Nah. All right, well, whatever. I mean, of course, it's good to see Elijah, you know, singing the song, Dana Brooks singing and clapping along. Like, what are we watching, bro? <laughs> this is this is soap opera light. <laughs> That's what it seems like. But, um, you know, it was all in fun, so whatever. Drake Maverick heard enough of the lyrics, and he slapped Elias. And I don't know if he was told not to put no pepper on that, but, oh, man. Whatever, they get down to the ring. Drake Maverick gets his ass kicked in a literal sense. And then Dana Brooke goes for a one, two, three, pin couple. Um, whatever. <laughs> like, whatever, bro. I mean, you, you're going to feel how you feel on it. So uh, we leave it to the WWE Universe to... Uh, you know, decide whether or not they feel a way about it, because I feel nothing, but, uh, it'll, you know, I'm pretty sure however we feel about this is, uh, not really going to change the direction of how the storyline continues to play out for the meanwhile. It's good to have these guys have something to do in the name of the entertainment, and, you know, it is kind of funny to see Drake Maverick trying to shoot his shot, you know, so that's, uh, that's, that's cool, I guess. Uh, next up, we had New Day Get Well Woods uh, on commentary, watching a fatal four-way elimin- well, tag team elimination match where the winner is going to get to face the New Day at TLC in a week. Remember, it was a quick build. Uh, we, we can see the difference in direction. We see how WWE is trying to do things with, uh, you know, playing the cards close to the chest till showtime. You know, it's uh, getting the product over. It's getting the company over, the brand. Everyone's so focused on superstars. But I think before we can really get into, you know, all of the character resonances, and, you know, people have to recognize that it's bigger than the characters, the brand in general, you know. So with that, uh, yeah, the New Day are going to take on the Revival because I'm not going to go in the order of the elimination, but they all had really, they all had a really good match. Ali, Shoddy G, Heavy Machinery, and Revival, and uh, the Lucha House Party, pardon me. They definitely all went in and did their thing. They all had their moments, you know. New Day on commentary wasn't, you know, wasn't overbearing. At least I don't think so. I figured uh, they they offered some valuable insight into all of the you know all of the you know competitors in the ring, and it was it was fun for, for the, you know it's fun for commentary. It sounded like so with that you know you know mid match you know for the commercial break get into some wild wildness, but either way, um, it was good stuff. So uh, with that pause. 
Just take a quick running in 205 Live. Do not bite this idea. This is just some silly shit that I'm going with, so I don't forget 205 later on. We had uh, Angel Garza opening up the show against Raul Mendoza. These guys, uh, Angel Garza and Leo Rush, are going to be going at it for the Cruiserweight Championship in, uh, what, next week, two weeks from now, NXT. Can't wait for it, but we definitely see how H is going with a lot of the uh, the, the way he's going to be, you know, just punching on Wednesdays. So I appreciate uh, that matchup coming up and the anticipation for it. But Andrew Garza took on Raul Mendoza. They had a good match, man. They went back and forth. Heavy shots. It looked like Garza was really... Uh, he had the offensive advantage a lot throughout the match and take nothing away from Mendoza at all. I know how often we hear that, but that is for real. Mendoza did a great job. So, um, yeah, uh, Garza picks up the victory there and, uh, you know, has a little bit of momentum going into the Cruiserweight Championship match. Not going into all of this extra family business that they're trying because, you know, this is, this is a tactic that should not be overly relied on. I'll say that much. Uh, what are we looking at next? We have the Bollywood Boys going to take on Un Locale, but it was going to be in a handicap match. They taking too long to figure out who's going to face them. So out comes Tony Nice and, uh, you know, completely kicks his ass, which was real cool. Had Tony Nice looking aggressive, you know, and, and that, it was what's up. You know, it was fun to watch for the meantime. And uh, it's funny because Bollywood boys get in there afterward and, you know, <laughs> act as if they put in all of the work to win the match. So that was good stuff. It was uh, comical enough for me. And, um, yeah, it was a good midway point for the show. Then we get in Leo Rush taking on home now. Pardon me. We saw Leo. And, oh, hold on. We do not want to forget gentleman Jack Gallagher. He's a... Uh, you know, his storyline is still developing. And uh, he was very angry with uh, the outcome of his match against Angel Garza last week, apparently. But I missed that show. So, um, yeah. Leo Rush was in the ring with somebody who I can't recall right now. But they had a really cool match for the meantime before Garza interfered and messed it all up. And, um close the show with Garza messing around with the championship or some, you know, how he would treat the championship if he was champion, and this is what we're all looking for, you know what I mean, like, the characteristics that you gain, you know, when you're the champion, what have you been wanting to feel like as champion, you know, and you see how Garza's moving, he's treating like his lady, he has his entrance where he's getting, you know, kissed on the cheek by like old ladies and such like that, so, and, and hotties, so it's like, you know, that's, that's nice, you know, and I mean, I wouldn't say it's time just yet, because we don't really know what the promos is about just, just yet, but if Garza were to go against Leo Rush, and Leo Rush were to be victorious in their Cruiserweight Championship belt, I would say that Garza should not be forgotten about. Like, he should have a great showing, and even after that, 
he should definitely be a staple. So that's 205 Live. It's really good to see like the new class coming in along with the transitioning class, just going along and keeping the brand what it is, you know, for the meantime, you know. So I, I, I appreciate its placement and and I appreciate how its longevity and consistency thus far. So that's 205 Live. It was all right. Good show. I apologize for forgetting who Leo faced, but Garza threw everything off. God done it. Uh, we got next up. Uh, Bailey Sasha and Lacey Evans, the baby face Lacey Evans. Uh, Lacey cut a real good promo. I'm not going to get into who won and lost because it's not really what it's about, especially with this one. The ladies, the ladies killed it, man. They did their thing. It was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, they both, we're going to see how the matchup plays out. Now, Lacey technically was supposed to be the one to come out victorious. Sasha got in the ring, was ready to face off against her. Lacey, you know, jumped at her like she was going to deliver another woman's right or something of the grappling type. And uh, Sasha, you know, flinched, fell down, did a little screech, and uh, yeah, left the ring. So, well, not left the ring, pardon. Uh, Lacey left the ring, left Sasha in the ring, sitting there looking silly. So, after that, as Lacey's going up the ramp with the music, looking good and got the momentum, and you hear somewhat of a crowd reaction along with the chants and cheers. It's like, wow, this is this is nice. This is really good for Lacey. I, I can appreciate that. That's good growth, and, you know, SmackDown Women's Division could be, you know, uh, could be in the, it's already in the right direction, but it definitely gets a good addition with Lacey Evans. Now, as she gets to the top of the ramp, out comes Bailey. That's right. That's exactly what we talk about because Squad, damn, already thought of it all. Yeah, you go up the ramp and you feel a little good, and here come the attack from behind once you think you're good. This is just regular WWE. Yeah, you know I mean, like, come on. And then we got Bailey and Sasha looking good. We all love Lacey a little more now. Come on. Yo, what up, Sasha? What up, Bailey? Now, here's the deal. I'm not feeling how Bailey's kind of playing the sideline, playing like second fiddle to this. And we just going to call it right there in WWE dialect. Like, what, what is this? Playing second chair? You champion. Now, we don't want to turn on Sasha or anything like that. And we've seen how Sasha is a little bit more of the, uh, I don't want to really call it focal point, but it's like, they're synonymous, you know, so it's, they both have certain energies to them, and I think this should be highlighted, like, the dynamic between the two, you know, like, it was a, a good way to have that established last night, but in case that wasn't noticed by enough people in the WWE Universe, we should totally continue to build on that, if we're keeping Sasha and Bailey together, hopefully we are, because the women's tag team division sure could, uh, you know, use the woman power, so, uh, with that, we get into the main event. Roman Reigns took on Ziggy. Good match between the two. Always good to see Ziggy in there. Roman was in there. He's learning. He, he's getting better, man. He's he's really progressing. Like we talk about Baron Corbin getting better each week and stuff like that. But Roman's getting in there and he's having a lot of good matches. He's already had a lot of great matches, you know. But to now have, you know, this uh, the fans on his side, you know, this new new, you know newer character, you know, like everyone's a little more acclimated with Joe, if you will, it's like, you know what, let's rock with him, yeah, we all, some of us seen the gif of him being drunk with the Usos and such like that, but beyond that, 
You know what I mean? Like, that was cool, but we all knew that I was in there the whole time. You know what I mean? So now it's like, all right, how can we continue to, you know, invest with the Roman Reigns character? You know? And, uh, oh, man, it's been a slow-going process. It's been a real cool, uh, fundamental process, which is what the Revival got into uh, in their promo, which Dash Wilder cut an awesome promo, hit his lines perfectly, had a great amount of bass in his voice with it. You know, and and Scott Dawson also. If I, did, I hope I didn't mix those guys up. You know, but uh, yeah, they they did that good talking about they're gonna take it back to the fundamentals of tag team wrestling and win. You know, so um, yeah, that's what we're gonna get with that. And you know, uh, what is it? We saw uh, Roman Ziggy taking on the fundamentals and took him to the next level last night. So. And then we get Corbin to come on out mid-match when uh, Roman and Ziggy both down outside. But it was a nice element to add to it because, you know, it's uh, it's like a whole match going on. And this guy comes out with his people carrying him. Like, man, I said it last night to myself. I can't wait to see what this looks like at WrestleMania. So uh, they might need the little, little scooter thing. I don't know, but... It's going to be really, really cool. It might not even be people. It, who I don't even know. It's such a long way out. Rumble is coming up next. And we're building to a rumble. So just now starting the engine, folks. Um, I think I said everything good I needed to say. Dog food. Yo, this is just Vince McMahon trolling y'all, bro. Y'all going to complain about it. Y'all going to be mad as shit. See y'all next week. <laughs> so that was SmackDown Live. Uh, well, pardon me, Friday Night SmackDown. And, um, yeah, all in all, I mean, we breezing the TLC. We got to get through this, and we got to keep everyone healthy for the Rumble. So we want to see a good one, but we don't want to see anybody do way too much, especially knowing that there's a whole schedule each and every week. So these guys got to stay as, you know, not banged up as possible. Shouts to everybody bringing the podcast each week. Fine, say shouts to WWE for you know another week in TV, you know uh, another week strong. And uh, with that, I will catch you guys uh, what sometime for Monday Night Raw. Peace. Oh shit. Oh shit. God damn it. Oh, are we good? All right. Pardon my language. Ooh we. I had to make sure that we was uh, still recording. That would have been crazy to have to give y'all all of that one more time. But either way, hell, man, uh, yeah, peace.